This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners. I'm Chris Bentliff, and Mike Durney is back with us in the hot seat. It's not really a hot seat. It's a it's a pretty comfortable seat. And and Mike, we're we're in the middle of this what I think is a really interesting sort of uh, saga of becoming a pro CFO, sort of what's the origin story. And everybody's got such interesting sort of backgrounds and paths that brought them to uh, CFO, to executive leadership, to fractional, to pro CFO. So let's just kind of uh, share a little bit with the folks about your, I guess, where your skill sets were sharpened. Go back to kind of where it started for you, the whole idea of, of you know, chief financial officer, where did you spend some of your best or most impressionable time? What did you learn from some of that? And where did it take you? Oh, boy, that, that's a lot of things. All right. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's multiple uh, ha- happy to go back a little bit. So I actually started my career in public accounting, which I'm a big fan of. I think you learn a lot uh, when you work in public accounting, whether it's a big four or big eight when I started or a smaller firm, regional firm national firm, I think you can learn a lot. One of the things I think you learn, uh, because you're working on different engagements, you learn how to work with different people. You have different bosses because you're on different assignments. You deal with different types of clients. Um, And so I really enjoyed my time in public accounting. And then I had an opportunity to go work for a client, Univision, the Spanish TV company. And so I did that. And then I ended up being controller and CFO of a number of organizations over time, worked in the media, entertainment, technology, industries. Um, and then I ended up the last company I worked for full-time. I was the CFO for about 13 years uh, and was the CEO for about four and a half years and then decided to step down at some point for a variety of reasons, but I thought it was time for a change for me. One, one of the things that was important for me is the company had about 800 employees and only 25 of them were in New York at the corporate headquarters and the rest were sprinkled throughout the world, US, UK, Asia. Uh, so I did a lot of traveling and the traveling wears you down um, over time. So I wanted to take some time, do a bunch of things. I actually uh, did some pro bono work. I did some traveling, ironically, uh, but for pleasure uh, with some friends and did some other interesting things over a period of time. And it's funny, my wife, uh, I think, thought I'd be itching to go back to work full-time in three months or six months. And I proved it wrong because after uh, 12 months or a year and a half, I I didn't. I liked what I was doing. I liked the flexibility. I liked working on certain things. I liked being on nonprofit boards uh, and helping those organizations out because they could use uh, financial strategic input and help and support. And, and I really enjoyed that. Um, and so I, you know, I learned a lot in my career as a controller CFO of a number of different size organizations, but I really enjoyed the flexibility around doing things, you know, on certain days that I wanted to do and doing other things on other days. Um, and so that's how I, I got into the fractional world. Uh, this idea, first of all, I love that you've shared kind of this wide and deep uh, breadth of experience that speaks to we talk about this a lot, but there's not probably a lot of circumstances that you either haven't dealt with either directly or tangentially or feel comfortable taking some position on because 
it's relevant to something you've experienced. I'm I'm curious about that through point. Like you said, you learned a lot in those experiences. When, as an especially as CEO and and in, involved in in such huge companies, when did you when do you learn and when do you teach? Like, is your learning mindset always open and always kind of there and you're you're interested in the new things or do you find oh this is i'm i'm kind of in my rhythm now and now is my my time to take all the things i've learned and apply it to whatever situation i'm in yeah i think i think it depends the type of person you are but i think you should always try to learn i think that that's a pretty pat answer and a lot of people would say that but for me uh so going back to dhi group which was the company i was at for 18 years my 13 years of cfo uh, I got there in the right at the end of the dot com boom. So then I lived through the dot com crash. Uh, we ended up filing for bankruptcy, which I like to say is an experience that was incredible. I hope I never have to use it again. Um, we then came out of bankruptcy. We sold the company. We were bought by private equity firms. We then took the company public. We did acquisitions. We then did some divestitures. So it was interesting that my all my years there was like five different companies as yeah. opposed to one. Wow. When I became the CEO, um, I had been there a long time, so I felt comfortable. You know, knowledge of the organization, familiarity with the people, uh, certainly the product and the service. But that was a whole new world for me. You know, I was involved in lots of things as CFO because CFOs get involved in a lot of operational and sales. Uh, pricing discussions, a lot of things that are not purely financial, but um, financially impact the organization. When I came became the CEO, I had to learn a lot of different things about what moved product, what moved marketing, uh, what the inputs had to be, not just the financial aspect of it, but operationally and executionally. Um, so I, I learned a lot as a CEO. And for my my clients, uh, pro CFO partners, I, I like to think I bring them a slightly different take as not just having been a CFO or a controller, um, but actually having run an organization, a $200 million business, 800 people. Um, that, that's a different experience than the typical CFO who hasn't become a CEO. Yeah. And, and who might be expert uh, in whatever they've been in at a company they've maybe been at for a long, long time, but can uh, I don't know, accidentally or purposefully create some, some one dimensionality. And I think you are really articulating what that's, what the opposite of that is for you. So when you kind of made this decision to go fractional and, and it sounds like that decision sort of came to you, like you, you were going to take your foot off the throttle and do some other things. And then what, like you started to get the itch or just opportunities started coming your way, or you just kind of thought, well, I can help this, this outfit out or that outfit. And it's sort of the ball started spinning or how did that kind of emerge for you? This, this idea of changing, doing what you always have done, but doing it in a different way. Create the next is brought to you by pro CFO partners who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part-time CFO with all-time commitment, Pro CFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC financial flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com 
Yeah, it's a good question. I, I wish I could, I wish I had a pat answer to it, but I think it's not something I set out to do. I think, you know, I, I happened to meet Nelson at a networking event. I heard his presentation and I said, well, that's something I'm doing now. Uh, I'm doing it on a pro bono basis, but this seemed like an opportunity to interact with organizations that I wouldn't have come across on my own. I, I never had any interest in hanging my own shingle as a fractional CFO. I didn't want to be on my own. I wanted to be part of an organization if I was going to do it. And so it really just came to me in the midst of doing, you know, some helping with bookkeeping for an organization that I'm the president of the board, uh, helping uh, an organization where I knew the CEO and she asked if I would help the uh, existing CFO out with some analysis and fact, you know, fact checking. Um, and so I was, I guess I was evolving into doing it more, but never really thought about it as a next profession. Uh, but then I met Nelson and Holly and pro CFO and I liked what they were doing. And I said, you know, I can do that. And it, there's no real commitment. Um, I commit a certain amount of time, but it ebbs and flows. Uh, I like to do what I'm interested in. I don't do things that I don't have interest in, whether it's the founder CEO of the client, whether it's the business of the client, whether it's the issues they raise where I think I can provide help. I'm happy to do it where I don't. I'm happy not to do it. Interesting. Uh, and, and and Mike's talking about Nelson Tepfer, the CEO, and, and Holly Fardy, who's the chief visionary officer. The two of them are co-founders. I, I think that you are illustrating one of the things we talk about a lot, which is this network of pro CFOs gets to leverage each other's uh, expertise and experience whenever necessary. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Like when you, it seems like you've done it all. So if somebody out there, uh, one of your colleagues is struggling with something and sort of raises a hand, is it, uh, is it something that you're kind of, it's easy to, to say, well, here, I, I could help you with this. I'm familiar with that. Or similarly, are you, have you been in any situations where I'm curious about anybody else's take on this? I'm looking for what is that support sort of system or network like inside of ProCFO Partners? Yeah. Uh, one thing I would say is uh, I appreciate you saying I've done it all. I've done a lot. I haven't done it all. There's a no, lot of things I haven't it's done. True. So <laughs> it, it's great. I, I the, One of the things I would say when I, when I met Nelson and then Holly, um, and I'm glad you uh, clarified who they are because I take for granted that everybody knows who they are. Um, Widely famous. You know, they, were, they were setting up their organization and there was a handful of people that they were bringing into the fold. And I thought, this is pretty neat. You know, I can be one of a few people and I thought they were going to build it a little bit. I, I didn't have any idea or foresight to think about how significant an organization they were going to actually build. You know, so we went from whatever there were eight of us in the beginning to 40 or so, maybe more now where there's a real infrastructure and now pro CFO has done it all. So I haven't done it all, but of oh, the 40 of us, we the, take that group of people er, somebody has done almost everything, whether it's industry experience, size of organization experience, uh, specific program experience, uh, stature of the organization and where it is in its lifestyle experience. So we're constantly sending emails around saying, hey, have you done this? Have you seen this? Do you know somebody who is good at this? And, and so this, it's partly informal and partly formal process that we have to share resources amongst us I have as far 
bigger and better than I actually envisioned. I didn't really think it through, but I it they have built a real organization that has real significance to it. That's a great perspective. I love how you uh, how you recalibrated uh, that. But it, it's interesting. All the things that you mentioned, how you you were through the dot com bubble, and obviously the everything in two thousand seven through two thousand nine, and here we are on the outside of something that we've all gone through. Can you talk to me a little bit about what's changed? Like, if you go back to when you were kind of cutting your teeth to where you are now, that's too long of an answer. But what are some of the things that really stand out for you? As you know, things are a lot different now technology emergence, uh, remote workforce, global technology, but also where do you think, I don't know, where do you think we're headed? What's, what's 10 years from now in your professional perspective based on all the things that you've learned? So you, you mentioned a few that certainly have changed uh, even in the five years since I was working full time. But I think for us, one of the big things that's changed is the remote working. So ProCFO was started right in the beginning of 2020 you know, and I think the original assumption was you'd get these clients kind of the New York metropolitan area or Chicago metropolitan area where we had the two groups of people uh, and you'd spend a day a week at the client's office or half a day or whatever the arrangement was. And then the pandemic hit and we were all working remotely. And I think this realization that you can serve clients from anywhere in our fractional role uh, I think for the client actually works out really well. And I like going to my clients, so I go when I can uh, and when they have availability because I don't want to waste their time. Um, but, you know, if I have a client that is two or three days a month, I probably work on that client five days a week. It might be three minutes. It might be 20 minutes. It might be two hours. But I'm engaged now with them uh, in some form, whether it's doing something for them or having a meeting with them or, um, you know, many days in a month. And I think, I don't think we contemplated that that's how it would work. You know, I think we thought, well, you're going to assign two days and you'll go this Thursday and then two Thursdays later and you'll spend all day there and try to do everything in that time period. And I, I think that's really changed. My, my first pro CFO client was a startup nonprofit based in Tulsa. Uh, I've had clients in different places. I had a client based in Senegal, in Africa, that served local farmers. Uh, I don't think anybody contemplated we'd be serving clients in Senegal, um, but we can do it. And I think the remote work technology, the, the security around being able to have access to clients' systems, uh, which different clients feel differently about, but just the availability um, of working with clients in their systems, whether it's CRM or Slack or QuickBooks, whatever it is, um, that I think has really changed. And I think it's going to allow for many more organizations over time to have the strategic financial service that a CFO provides um, in, in different environments. Mike Durney is a pro-CFO principal over at ProCFO Partners who has not done it all, but is amongst people who have done it all. Mike, uh, you're an interesting dude, and I'm so grateful that you shared this time with us this morning. And uh, I'm excited to, to talk again. I love uh, to know more about some of these projects you've been working on. Senegal, I mean, yeah, who, who, who would have thought? Fascinating stuff. Thanks for being with us today and uh, looking forward to our next conversation. Chris, thanks so much. Always good to talk to you. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. 
Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.